what about five below? It's not all five and below. They're, they got other prices going on in there. Five too. below has more than just five. Mm-hmm. Five. Their tech, so like their i their chargers and shit is like tech for ten or something. Like that's like okay, ten dollars. You can't base your entire model on being under. It's like when certain dollar stores aren't everything's not a dollar. It just this is the it, stuff it, that it, keeps me up at night. Well, it you know what it does to me makes me not trust you know mm-hmm. i can't have trust i mean five blows just breaking <laughs> us down but but yeah I'm, I'm not exactly sure but i think it's even more stuff than just the tech like i think some of their clothes or shirt i mean they're like little t-shirts and stuff aren't you know what whatever i don't know it's just the way that things are these days <gasps> i don't know what to believe anymore no i don't know what to believe well you want to know what i do believe in our podcast. Oh, good segue into Thank you. the name of our podcast, which is brought to you by the letter pod with Carly and Kelsey. And I'm Carly. And I'm Kelsey. How was your week? Oh, my week was fine. Yeah. As in stressful. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad we're here. And yeah. I'm really glad I didn't have the story this week because I am tired. But. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to tell my story, but first I wanted to tell you, so we record on Saturdays. As you, Kelsey, know, as as you other people do not know, we record on Saturdays. So this morning I was, like, trying to get a little bit of, like, weekend organization cleaning going. I worked out. I did a 15-minute ab routine. Yes. It hurt. Snap, 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 <laughs> snap. And then I was like, okay, I got a shower, but I also need to clean the shower because it's gross. Oh, so, no. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> so I go downstairs. I'm looking through my, you know, cleaners. I usually use scrubbing bubbles with a little scrubber because it works great. We didn't have any. So I grabbed the bleach. Here I go with the bleach upstairs, getting in the shower. I'm showering and I am spraying the bleach everywhere and wiping it with a towel and I but you're showering at this time uh, at the same time as showering and Tyler my boyfriend comes in and he goes Carly what are you doing it smells like so much bleach you're gonna pass out and he opens the door of the bathroom he like opens the windows and I was like oh yeah that's why I wasn't feeling so good what is wrong with me oh my gosh Carly well okay Maybe we're just made for each other because I did a similar thing. Except I don't shower. No, I'll shower. I'll be like that's full, chaotic. I'll be like fully naked in the shower with the shower running, cleaning the what shower. What if you get bleach on your bits? I mean, I I I did miss skip a part of the story where I was standing up and there was something in between the tile that looked weird, and I went and I was looking at it and it kind of splashed back oh, into my eye. But hey, I had the water right there running oh to my flush gosh. it out. It's so <laughs> surprising that you made it here today. Yeah, I'm here. It's fine. I'm glad you're here. But yeah, Tyler's like, what are you doing? I was like, what? I do this all the time. And he's like, "It. I could. you're going to pass out with all the... You're creating like a unsafe environment. Da, da, da. Well, so. this might be controversial, but I'm on Tyler's side for once. <laughs> I know you're that always on, you're no, always no, on Tyler's no, side. It's like a betrayal of our friendship if I'm on Tyler's side ever. Mm-hmm. But this time I agree with him because it's for your well-being, Carly. I guess I for your well-being. Kill two birds with one stone, you know. 
see, you could just be like me and not clean the shower, <laughs> which is like what you've seen. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, I wasn't gonna say anything. You're the one who brought up your the state of your shower. So okay, I wasn't but like say I, anything. so my rule is you always close the shower curtain so that nobody has to see that shit. Kyle doesn't. He just doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, here are all of my secrets. Yeah. Out in the open, <laughs> flailing around. Yeah, and also he's very hairy. Mm. Yes, we Sorry, have this hairy is probably we have way hair. too much information. We both have hairy men in no, our no, lives. No, 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 but Kyle is a bear. Okay, so is, so is my boyfriend. Is he as hairy as Kyle? It's, I think, different in a different way. But yes. I don't know what that means. I don't need to know don't what Don't worry it about means. it. Okay, <laughs> so anyways, but... <laughs> He looks like a literal animal in the shower after, so it's disgusting. Yeah. I'm sorry you had to see that. I usually close it. Okay. He never does. I did see the small fur ball growing Shh. on this. It's disgusting. <laughs> You're li- this is revealing too much. We're going to have to quit this podcast. I'm going to have to move away. It's all right. I'm just, everybody move listen, out of town. So I'm blonde. You're redhead. Strawberry blonde, some might say. We at least don't have the curse of like the ladies or people who have really long hair, dark hair. I've seen those showers where on the wall of the shower is just strings and strands of dark hair because it's their long hair that gets stuck to the side of it. We might have that, but we'll never know. You know what I mean? We can't see it. (laughs) It's hidden. Exactly. Um, It it blends in. I mean, we have short hair, I think is the main thing. True. I can't do like... Because when I had long hair, it was more chaotic than what it is now. <laughs> yes. It's just always chaotic, actually. It's always chaotic in the, the uh, bathroom situations. But, um, well, do you want to get started? Yeah, sure. On this episode of Knowing Too Much About Us. <laughs> On this episode. Yeah, so I'm telling the story today, and we are doing C, and I am telling you about codes brought to you by the letter c yes secret codes yep that's right at first when you suggested codes i thought you meant like coding a website and i was like that's gonna be really hard to explain yeah i mean to be honest these some of these codes are a little bit difficult to explain but i'm gonna give it my best shot and i just want to real quick let you know where i found some of this info there's this instructables.com article that's called best codes and it's like a list of 27 secret codes that you could use which is pretty Uh, neat there's a site called crypto corner also secret codes for cubs and scouts uh, and an article in interestingengineering.com wow yes way to say your sources way to be professional trying to so yeah i kind of just was all over the internet finding good stuff so i have mentioned to you already but i a few weeks ago i watched this movie it's a 2018 movie starring andrew garfield called under the silver lake i like told you that i don't recommend it because it's two and a half hours long it's kind of really confusing there's weird plot holes and it's kind of i don't know like i still don't know if i really like it but obviously it's bit in my brain because I'm talking about it now. I was going to say you only talk about it every day. I know. (laughs) Ultimately, the movie is about this, I mean, I don't even know his name, but Andrew Garfield's character. You don't even know his name? I don't remember his name. He's he's super shitty too. He's so self-obsessed and he's like a super shitty dude. And the point of the movie is he slowly starts to uncover this secret underground conspiracy in Hollywood. 
He learns more and more by solving these secret codes and ciphers that are found in hidden meetings and song lyrics and on graffiti on walls. So and it's, it's like, just like National Treasure meets Hollywood. Actually, yeah, but make it weird too. Like National Treasure. National Treasure is the National Treasure. I was treasure. hoping you would say that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything of the movie if you want to watch it, but something that is compelling about the movie about secret codes and like conspiracy is that the movie itself is filled with even more codes that Andrew Garfield's character doesn't see or crack, but I'm pretty sure that they're placed there for the viewer to solve, which is really cool. The very first scene, he's in a coffee shop waiting in line. And for some reason, like I remember when I was watching this, I was like, this is weird, why is this happening? So you like see him standing at line in the coffee shop and then the camera pans to the menu board and two people in the kitchen talking lingered there for a while and I'm like that doesn't matter what is this shot then I go and look back and there's freaking morse code written on the menu board there's a morse code hidden in the movie you know what morse code like yeah, lines I know and what, dots I know what morse yeah code so is, yeah. so so the thing is the director and the creators of the movie put hidden codes in the movie relating to the conspiracy theory that's uncovered in the movie. It's all got fiction. It, got it. It's so just they like, drop they drop hints. Exactly. Throughout. It's just kind of cool. Honestly, I, this sounds like my kind of movie. Watch it then. Just just for that part alone. If you do watch it, you'll come back to me and agree with me in the sense that it's like kind of weird and not that good, but I kept watching it because of the code aspect and I love puzzles and stuff like that. Like yeah. I, that's I like I love that kind of stuff. So you know, I wanted to dive into some different types of codes that are used today and throughout history. So let's get started. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So first is the A1Z26 code. It's very relatable to our podcast and it's pretty straightforward. There's 26 letters in the alphabet, as we freaking know, and each letter lines up with a number. So A is one, B is two, and so on. So if you, if I was saying a secret code to you, it would be, you know, a bunch of numbers. And like, if we were using this code, you could just line up the number with the number in the alphabet. Pretty easy. The number in the alphabet? Yes. Wait, the character of the alphabet, yes. It's pretty, pretty easy. Pretty, pretty elementary, you know, not, uh-huh. not too... Child's play. Yeah, pretty much. So another easy one is called Atbash, I believe that's how it's pronounced, which is just the alphabet backwards. So A would be Z, B would be Y, etc. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, I'm sure you've heard of this one called binary code. It's used primarily by computers because it only uses ones and zeros. It gets kind of complicated. It's not nearly as easy as Atbash or the A1Z26. But there are different code numbers for uppercase and lowercase, which is pretty, huh. pretty weird. And I was like looking at it and I, I don't even know how to explain it to you. That makes sense. It's just ones and zeros. And like, so there's just a binary code. It just it ex- exists. It just exists. <laughs> Our computers are like, ah, oh, yes, very interesting. But me and you are just like, no. They're writing soliloquies and we're just like, okay. Exactly. That's a bunch of numbers. Um. Surprisingly, Braille is also a type of code, and we all know that it's used by blind people. They are able to read Braille by touching a series of raised dots that indicate either a letter, number, or actually even a word, which I had no clue 
but it kind of makes sense. There are groupings of dots that stand for words like people, so, you, and so on. There are braille books, and it kind of makes sense that they're not these giant, like, yeah. you know, like like Harry Potter's transcribed into braille in a book, yeah. so kind of makes sense. And even groupings of letters like S-T-I-N-G or A-R, pretty neat. Yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah. like, it's sign language where don't have to spell out everything. Exactly. That makes sense. So actually, side note, I went to a school that had a deaf and hard of hearing college within it. And there is your name, which you can sign with, they call it finger spellings, you know, signing out the letters. But you can also have a name sign created for yourself, which uh-huh. is usually indicated like my name's Carly, starts with the C. So it's usually indicated with doing the sign for C and then kind of combining that with a sign for something else. So like someone made, I love music, but someone made a name sign for me that was C and then the sign for music, which Aww. was cute. Yeah. So even with sign language, there's way to shorten it and make it more... I guess, I guess make it easier for communication, you know? I, I want a sign name. Yeah, so K, what, I don't know that much sign language, but what's like a thing, red hair, so maybe there's a K with a red or K something. Red. Yeah. Let's get his, historical. Are you ready? I'm ready for my history lesson. All right. The next code is called the Caesar Cipher. Yeah, AKA. I thought you were going to say Caesar Salad. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's hungry. Oh, I'm always hungry. <laughs> so the Caesar cipher was invented by none other than Orange Julius Caesar himself. I wrote Orange Julius because I just, I don't know. I guess, oh, who's hungry now? <laughs> I guess I was also hungry. We're always hungry. Um, so he used this code when he mailed letters. If one of his messengers was ever robbed, the thief wouldn't be able to read it. That was kind of his reasoning why he invented the code. It's very similar to Atbash, except it's three letters back. So Atbash is the one where the Z means A. Mm-hmm. And so this one's three letters back. So A equals X, but then it continues forward. So B is Y, C is Z, Got D it. is A. So pretty neat. Julius Caesar, Orange Julius Caesar himself. All right, so next is the pig pen cipher. Y'all listening at home and Kelsey, you're going to have to use your brain a little bit for this next one it's kind of hard to explain i I almost got rid of it because i was like this is hard to explain but all right i'm gonna talk about it the pig pen cipher it's another example of a substitution cipher but rather than replacing each letter with another letter the letters are replaced by symbols so you can create this code by putting letters into different air quote pig pens so okay here's where the brain work comes in all right so what I'm going to need you to imagine is two tic-tac-toe boards. Okay. Everybody next to each other. close your eyes. Yes. <clears throat> you Visualize. See those? You see those two guys? Two tic-tac boards. I see them. All right. Underneath them, let's do two X's. Some big, big boy X's. Boom, boom. So now if you count the spaces, it's 26 spaces. Yeah. So nine plus nine is 18 plus four plus four is 26. Okay. Yeah. So... So if you envision that, and then in the second tic-tac-toe board, it's filled with dots, and in the second X is also filled with dots. Okay. So there's many, many ways to do this code, but the most standard way is starting top left, going A, B, C in the first tic-tac-toe, going A, B, C, going down to the next row, D, E, F, G, H, I, and then going the second tic-tac-toe board with the dots, and then doing J, K, L, 
and uh-huh. so on, and doing the same with the X's. And here's a little picture I'm showing Kelsey so she can take a look. Okay. So we'll post it on our Instagram. We'll post it. We'll post it. So basically, the code is then taken from the shapes that these tic-tac-toe boards and X's make. So to create an A, it would be like a right angle, but the top left. So it's just these lines oh, like this. Oh, so like, right, because that's the only thing that makes that shape. Exactly. And the, the alternate is with a dot in exactly. it. That's exactly. That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. It's like a kind of creepy one looking too, because all these angular lines, some with dots, some not. Speaking of creepy, it's true origins where this code got invented isn't really known, but it's been used by many groups, most famously. You want to take a guess? Like it, of a, of it's, a, it's a, is it a creepy group? I think they're creepy. Um, the Knights of the Round Table. Dude, you're pretty much the Freemasons. Oh, that's, that's yeah, like what I meant. Exactly. Yeah, like, that's what you meant. Amazing. I knew what you meant. The Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> it's often referred as the Freemason cipher, but it was also used by Union prisoners, like in Confederate camps during the Civil War as well. The Freemasons use it in many aspects of their lives, but one of the most common is seen on their gravestones, actually. <gasps> um, and then there's also variations of this pig pen cipher where you can change up the order of the grid. So instead of doing A through I in the first tic-tac-toe board and then J through R in the second, you can change the way that the numbers run. So if you happen to be in a great- run? Oh yeah, the letters run. If you happen to be like in a graveyard and see a Freemason tombstone, maybe it's a little bit more hard to crack that code than you think, because they might've done the words and the letters in a different way. So this one, not quite historical, but kind of another easy one. It's called the paragraph word letter code or book cipher. I was trying to rack my brain. I've seen this in a movie or TV show, but basically it is shown by numbers with dots in between that indicate first the paragraph, then the word, then the letter within that word. It can also be shown as a page paragraph word instead of individual letters. So basically, if you are receiving this code, there will be some indication to refer to either the front page of the newspaper or your favorite book or something. There's some way that that's that's indicated. So then you know, okay, the on page five, on the paragraph two, word three, that's the first word of your secret message. Wow. And I don't know, have you ever heard of this one? What is it called again? Paragraph, word, letter, or book cipher? I don't know. That's... No, I mean, for some reason it makes me think of the Bible because it's like the chapter, yeah. the verse, verse, the, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, kind of. I swear there's some movie that this is in, and if anybody knows, let us know. <laughs> so another one is Morse code, which we're all familiar with, which I mentioned before. It's one of the more famous and well-known codes. It can actually be transposed by writing as well as sound and light. That's kind of cool. Not many codes oh. can be presented in multiple ways. Right, so you'd be like dot, 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 dash, dash, dot, dot. Or just with sound. So, right. so it was first used with telegraphs and that was just beeps. So a short beep is a dot and then a longer beep is considered a dash and that takes up the same time length as three dots. 
Okay. So, I was going to say, I would have trouble if it was, like, double, which is probably why they made it three. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'd be like, did I hear a dot? Yeah. Hear no, a- for real. <laughs> like, when I, when I was researching this, I was like, the telegraph operator people, they probably are fluent in this code. They know they automatically. dream in this code. No, for real. Yeah. Like, I, and I was like, wow, that's so hard, because, like, how would you know if that was a long one or a short one or whatever a dot or a dash yeah i guess it's it's so simple you eventually just get like you just get it so the telegraph was the first instance of morse code but it also played a pivotal role in the development of technology specifically telecommunications it's still today widely used by like many boats and planes to communicate in bad weather when speaking over a radio with your voice maybe isn't clear the Mm. the beeps or the the flashing of the light or whatever is a clearer way to communicate sometimes which pretty neat here's one more that is a little bit of a i'm gonna call it the millennial code i don't know if it really is but Basically, well, here it's officially called the phone code. It is indicated by the phone numbers on a keypad. Remember T9? Oh my gosh, I love (laughs) T9. I can still do that like so fast. Right? So, you know, maybe our parents wouldn't get this, but we would. 2-1 is the letter. 2-1? So wait, two is the the key? Mm-hmm. Oh, A. Exactly. Okay. So that's how the letters are indicated by yeah. the key and then which order it is on the number. Yes. I know, right? So 21 is A. So next, I wanted to talk about one of our favorite things, which is Sherlock Holmes. Yes. <laughs> there is a cipher within one of the stories called The Adventure of the Dancing Men. The code looks like a series of stick figures, either sticking their hands up or like putting their leg out. And sometimes they're like holding a flag and I'll show you a picture too. Uh, It looks so weird. (laughs) It's kind of cute. It's kind of cute though. Like if that's what Sherlock Holmes is just like, hee hee hee. Right? So, So this is not really a code that was ever used before until Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote and made this code specifically for the story. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you the story. It begins when this dude named Hilton Cubitt of Ridingthorpe Manor, I'm horrible at accents, in Norfolk, visits Sherlock and gives him a piece of paper with the following mysterious sequence of stick figures that we know (laughs) and love. They're so cute. They They have little flags. They look like they're dancing. Like they're in color guard, kind of, too. (laughs) This guy, Cubitt, talks to Holmes and Watson and he tells the story of that he recently married this American woman named Elsie Patrick. However, before the wedding, she had asked her husband to never, ever, ever ask her about her past, which is just like red flag. Yes. But also like, why are you marrying somebody if you don't know anything about their past? I mean, I, we have, we're raising, we got to talk to Hilton. We got to talk to Hilton. Yeah. So she said she had some, air quote, very disagreeable associations in her life, but there was nothing that she was personally ashamed of. It's just weird. Sure. Yeah. So apparently their marriage was a happy one after that until these messages with these little stick men began to arrive. And the first one was mailed from the United States, and then they started appearing in the garden, aka their yard. 
So, like, there were people leaving, like, little stick figure notes in their garden? Mm-hmm. Garden. In their garden. <laughs> Let's go look at the garden. <laughs> yes. So, the messages made Elsie very afraid, but she did not explain her reasons for her fear. So, yeah. So- <laughs> I'm just imagining this being a made-for-TV movie, and, like, she opens a piece of paper, and there's little dancing stick figures, and she's like... Oh, and she's like... Freaking out. Okay, wait, that's actually... Okay, no one else do this. That's a great idea for Disney Channel or what is it called? ABC Family. Now it's called Freeform Show of making Sherlock Holmes stories into like dramatic shows. I don't know, like modernizing them. Oh, yeah. Honestly, this person gets a text message with all these stick figures and they're like, oh my God. I didn't even know you can make that emoji. (laughs) Exactly. All right, where was I? You know, she was afraid, but Cubbit insisted on honoring his promise to not ask her about her past life, which I don't think that was a good idea, buddy. But basically, Holmes took a look at the code and he examined all of the occurrences of the dancing figures and all of the various notes to see if they could provide him a clue. And of course, because he's amazing, he realizes that it's a substitution cipher, which is stick figure stands for a letter. And he cracks the code by frequency analysis, which is studying the frequency of letters or groups of letters in a cipher. So basically we have a lot of A's, we have a lot of E's and like noticing where those fall, Mm -hmm. it's able to. And like single letters or words. Exactly. Yep. You know, you know all about codes. So it's either I or A. Exactly. You know all about codes. I'm like, not gonna lie. I'm, I like definitely wanted to be a spy when I was younger. Dude, same. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was every kid's dream, but I was just like really into it. Really into it. (laughs) I 100% wrote in my kindergarten, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I wrote a spy. I know. But that's adorable. Isn't that counterproductive? Because you're supposed to be secret about it, right? Well, maybe they're like, oh, she's never going to be a spy. Yeah, they definitely. And then you're actually the best spy because you've been a spy since you were born. Wink, wink. The last of the messages that Holmes cracks makes him fear that the cubits are in immediate danger. So he rushes to Ridingthorpe Manor and to their garden and finds Cubit dead of a bullet to the heart and his wife is Elsie is gravely wounded from a gunshot to the friggin' head. Whoa. Intense, man. Wait, he, does he did he figure out what the dancing men said? They don't tell us here. Oh. I'm not sure. But it but it basically He's just like, like, they're in grave danger. Yeah, yeah. Run now. Yeah, so... To advance the plot. (laughs) Run. Inspector Martin of the Norfolk Constabulary, which I'm pretty sure is Detective Martin of the Norfolk Police Department. In in, in, in American. In American. (laughs) In modern American, because these stories were all wrote in, like, the early 1900s. Um believes that it's a murder-suicide, but as Elsie is the prime suspect, but Holmes is being amazing and hyper observant is like actually no and he notes some inconsistencies in that theory and proves that there's a third person involved so the way that he proves this is writes a message in our lovely little stick figures and he has it delivered to a lodger at a nearby farm while waiting for the result of the message Holmes explains to Watson and Inspector Martin how he cracked the code of the dancing figures. The last message, which caused Holmes and Watson to rush back to Norfolk, read, Elsie, prepare to meet thy God. 
Whoa. I know. So that's why he was like, it's not Elsie, basically. Got it. Oh, so that's what the note said. Exactly. Yeah, the lot. It didn't the, say advance the plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that lodger that he sent to, Abe Slaney, who's another American, was unaware that Elsie was gravely wounded, arrives at Ridingthorpe Manor and is seized as he comes through the door. Holmes had sent for Slaney using the dancing man, knowing that Slaney would believe the messages from Elsie. He reveals that he has been engaged to Elsie, who is the daughter of the Chicago crime boss who Slaney works for and that she had fled to escape her old life. Oh. Slaney had come to England to get the, her back. The, the Chicago crime boss. <laughs> I, I don't even know if For that's some a- reason, it's this accent. <laughs> New York, Long yeah. Island. Long Chicago's Island. Like, Chicago's like uh, something like this. It I was Chicago. Know. I don't know. Like that. No, that's a town. Ta- uh, we shouldn't try to We do shouldn't accents. try. No. We shouldn't try. No, it's embarrassing. Slaney had come to England to get her back. So him and Elsie were like kind of meeting in secret and they were speaking through a window. Cubitt saw he showed up and shots were exchanged. So he was killed and Slaney had fled. Slaney came, killed him, basically. Why? Elsie then shot herself because, That's you know, dramatic. She was, she's a little... She, she, okay, do you blame this dramatic-ass bitch, though, for being like, do not ever ask me about my past? And then her husband comes in and sees her talking to another dude. Or, and like, or see, we could just lead with honesty and say, hey, I got an ex-hubby or, <sighs> you know, an ex-lover. Yeah. And, yeah, he's like a freaking stalker or yeah. whatever. Whatever, and, and whatever the story is. My dad's the Chicago crime boss. My, and <laughs> I'm kind of in the Chicago crime boss yeah. gang. I mean, I think that that, I agree. Like, build a relationship upon trust and honesty is... But that wouldn't make for a good story. No, it wouldn't. And just how I can't trust Five Below anymore. Ugh. Liars. (laughs) So, Slaney is arrested and sentenced to hang, but the sentence is reduced to penal servitude because Cubitt had fired the first shot. Elsie recovers from her injuries and spends her life helping the poor and administering her late husband's estate. Wow. What a success story. I was hoping that his punishment would be he had to, like, sign out all of his messages from then on as the stick figure. He became the stick figure. Oh, my gosh. That would be great. Just like with Bloody Mary. When you become Bloody Mary, I want you to become the sign man. But then everyone would just think it's so cute, though. So that's not really You'd be like, oh, my gosh. What's his name again? He'll... No. Who's the uh, guy that... Slaney. Slaney. Oh, Slaney, you're so oh, adorable. Slaney, you're so adorable with, with your little, little flag. With your little flag twirling. Yeah, I love it. So, I got one more code for you if you if you would have me. I will. And this is recent. A recent type of development. As you may or may not know, on November 8th, 1969, the Zodiac Killer. Oh! I was not <laughs> thinking this one, but I'm excited. Pause for extreme dramatic effect. Yeah, mailed a 340-character cipher, which became known as the Z340 cipher. So for over 51 years, it remained one of the few unsolved codes in the world. There's like five ciphers or codes that are like on different things. Only five that nobody That are knows. unsolvable? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? And his is one of them? Well, on December oh, 12th. Okay, okay, wait. On December 12th, 2020. Shut up. I'm surprised you didn't hear about this. No, I 
you know. I know. I mean, it, who can who can hear all of these amazing things through the peril? Of- it was announced that three men, a Virginia software developer named David Oranchak, a Belgian computer programmer named Jarl von Eyck, and an Australian mathematician named Sam Blake finally fucking solved it. That sounds like a joke. Right? The Australian, it's, the software developer, dude, and the guy walk into a I bar. almost wrote that because <laughs> I was like, the, the Australian software, the computer programmer, and the mathematician walked into a bar. Yeah, literally. And they solved the Zodiac Killer exactly. Code. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 So. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. The cipher contains... 63 unique symbols and Oranchak split the cipher into three chunks with the first two sections containing nine lines and the last section containing two lines. Van Eyck wrote this computer program called the AZ Decrypt and it basically is for decrypting ciphers and stuff and they examined 650,000 different permutations of the text. So, hold on a second. Responding to a text during your podcast? No. That's a little unprofessional. So this is what the Zodiac Cipher looks like. So it is 340 characters characters with 63 unique symbols. So what they did is they split it up into chunks to try to, like, help to take it piece by piece, basically, instead of looking at the whole thing. And then they use this program and it assigns letters and stuff to these characters. And there is 650,000 different possibilities that they were, but using the program obviously made it a little bit easier. Yeah. So our lovable dudes figured out a transposition scheme. So basically you start at the upper left hand corner and move down one letter and over two letters to the right. So you're that's oh my what gosh. they kind of figured out from this code. You continue to do that until you reach the right edge of the cipher. Then you go back to the top and do the same thing. That's how you read it? Mm-hmm. That's psychotic. I know. There's like a couple other things that they looked into, but with a final tweak, the plain text, meaning the solved, you know, text of the cipher was finally there. The second and third sections, though, stubbornly remained unreadable. So they were able to figure out the top chunk. Then the three men noticed that some words within the second section were spelled backwards. Oh my gosh. I know. What? Like, fuck fuck Zodiac. Like, I hate him. You know what I mean? He's such an annoying asshole. I mean, duh, but like, this is just next level bullshit. How does your... I'm sorry. I just don't get how your mind can even work that way. I understand replacing letters for numbers and right. Same. vice versa. But after that, it's just like, I don't know, Exactly. Man. That's why it takes a programmer, computer engineer, and a freaking mathematician to solve this yeah, shit. Yeah, all from different places. That's right? insane. So okay. The what three- does it say? I want to know. The, <laughs> the three men noticed that some of the words... Okay, we're spelled backwards. I already said that. And they also noticed that there was a error made by the zodiac possibly in that <laughs> section too they're like um you actually spelled this wrong no that's Kelsey, literally they fixed it and rearranged the words and so the first word and grouping of words that they saw is life is which appeared in the upper right hand corner and that then led them to assign all the other letters and characters and 
come up with a solution. Ooh. So, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I am so excited. So, you know, I'm 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 working up to the big reveal. I'm so literally going to poop my pants. Like I'm going to have to hold on, on December to my 5th, butt. 2020. Oranchak, Van Eyck, and Blake submitted their findings to the FBI's Crypto Analysis and Racketeering Records Unit, who, on December 12, 2020, confirmed the solution. The Z340 cipher states, I hope you are having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise so they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life will be an easy one in paradise death. What? And look at how paradise is spelled. I did hear about this. Paradise is spelled D-I-C-E. Like a pair of dice. Yeah. Almost. Isn't that Whoa. wild? Oh, I'm like, uh, ew, like, uh, uh. He's, but that's why I hate him. He's so, he's like such a narcissist. And so he's referring to that wasn't me on the TV show. I only know this because of the movie Zodiac, but someone calls into the news show claiming to be him. So he's like, no, that wasn't me, basically. Wasn't me. Yeah. Because he needs to have his attention on him because he's such a freaking... Narcissist? Yeah. Wow. So anyways. Wow. C's for codes. Oh my gosh. Codes brought to you by the letter C. That's that. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh Thank you. my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just love stuff like that. And I'm not smart enough, I don't think. Well, I know, I, I know I'm not to figure out that kind of stuff, but it's still cool that it exists and there are people who are smart enough to figure those kind of things out. So. Yeah. I loved the movie with Pet Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> in it, um, where he's the guy who solves the... Oh, the imitation game. Yeah. I've never seen it, actually. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. You should watch it. You would love it if I know you love a, codes. I know it's about codes, but I've never seen it, because yeah. it's actually about a real-life story, I think, of codes for World War Two. Yeah, yeah. It's the guy who solved those codes. Yeah. Which is so freaking cool. I should watch it. I should I watch it. I love it. I should watch it. I... I'm sure I would love it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Bendy Cucumber just... <laughs> I just love the names that people come up with. Yeah. They're like Wimbledon tennis match. <laughs> like that's that's that was like my favorite one. That one's really good. That one's really oh good. Oh my gosh, Benny Cucumber is that what you call? I him? said I called him Bendy Dick Cucumber or something. Oh. <laughs> His name. Like, oh wait, Bendy Dick Cucumber Patch. Oh. <laughs> He's so got good. the coolest name. Yeah. Is that his real name? It probably I feel is. like it's fake. It sounds fake. That's why he's got the the best name, because it sounds fake. Yeah. But it also undoubtedly sounds British. So true. I mean Wow. Yeah. I did not Codes. think we were gonna get into the Zodiac, which I don't know why I didn't think about that, but I now I'm obsessed. Yeah. So wait, is that the only note he ever wrote? No, so that he wrote two other i believe either one or two other ciphers that were solved oh, um okay. before during what was that like the 60s or 50s or 60s when he was yeah the 60s when he was killing and being horrible this one was the last one that they ever got from him and they couldn't solve it so everything with the zodiac killer kind of stopped yeah. after that um that's 
crazy. Yeah. Do you think the Zodiac Killer is still alive? No. Well, do they know how old about he was? Okay, actually, you should watch the movie Zodiac. Have you seen it? So, I don't like scary movies. It's not scary. I don't like creepy movies. It's like a it's like a true crime thriller movie. Uh, and it's got freaking our love um Robert Downey Jr. He's so good in it. Has it has Robert Downey Jr. Yes, in it? he's so good in it. Who also played Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Wow, it just <laughs> come no, back Kelsey, around. It's, I'll watch Imitation Game. You should watch this. It's it's not scary. Okay, this week's homework is yes. we all got to watch Imitation Game. Yes. And, and Zodiac. Zodiac. Yes. Okay. Wait, how long ago was Zodiac made? Is that like an uh, older movie? No, so it's set in that time frame, so it kind of looks, but I believe it's from the early 2000s, okay. I believe. I'm Actually, also just talking out my ass, so I really don't know. It's true. She's talking right out her ass. <laughs> Let's see. Tw- 2007. I was, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it also has our, it also has beloved Mark Ruffalo in it. <gasps> Mark and Jake Ruffalo. Gyllenhaal. Oh man, it's a great, it's great. Okay, why haven't I watched? You should this? watch it. It's really good. I would so, just, I could just put it on mute. There's and just a look couple. At face. There's a couple <laughs> of people that they allege in the movie that is Zodiac, and I kind of think it's the one guy. Not to say any spoilers, but okay, we but, can talk about it off, off. Ca- but off the real life version of that guy is now dead, I believe. The real life version. So, like in the movie Zodiac, they kind of like hint that zodiac is this one person and it's a real person oh but he's not alive anymore so we're gonna have to we should do z on the zodiac killer yeah dude Ooh, it's a long wait though i know it's a long wait Uh, so we're at c we got like 20 and kelsey's doing d next week oh yeah i'm excited for d yeah i am still between a couple but we'll see we'll see what happens Hell yeah i'm excited oh Anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Go watch those movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, we should tell them where they can follow us. Oh, do I have to do that? Okay. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ByTheLetterPod. And you can also email us if you want to hear something in alphabetical order, obviously. At ByTheLetterPod at gmail.com. That's right. And, um... That's all, folks. All right, that's all. Da 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 da. Bye. Bye.